Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, this is part two of a discussion on open-mindedness on Man Baggage with Jordan Gray and my wife, Linda Kane. Something you said earlier, Jordan, because I'm wondering if there's a disconnect between conservatism and open-mindedness. Sorry, an inverse relationship, because one would expect, if we measured it, that as we got older, we would both become more closed-minded and more conservative. But I think sometimes people can become more conservative politically and economically, but more sort of wise and open-minded. I don't know if it's because the sex hormones that make us angry start to drop off, men become less violent, less fiery, women become less, you know, when we, you know, I've heard Lindsay say it 10 years ago, I probably would have kicked off there with that waitress, but you know, the new, the new me does not, you know. Is it possible to become more conservative and more open-minded at the same time because they feel like opposites. They do. It's a failing of the English language, isn't it, really? Like in most respects, English is so great because we've got so many words that all mean the same thing. And for poetry, it's beautiful. For actual communication of complicated, nuanced ideas, wise and open-minded might seem like they're in the same bracket, but really it's quite different, Like in, in my opinion, because really all we're talking about is open-mindedness. If you, if you want to talk about big C conservative and sort of like liberal, let's say like liberalness and conservatism. There's a sense of that um, all liberalism is, is a predisposition to being able to take in new ideas if they're good or bad. It's open-mindedness to everything. And conservatism is keep what we have going, obviously, exactly the same as it is. Conserve energy, conserve resources, everything's fine. Even if it's not fine, keep it going. So as you get older, just the idea that you want things to, if you're even being in a terrible situation, I suppose as you're, as you're feeling more and more unable to summon up the energy or the dynamism to take on new challenges, you're just going to be more conservative. So the idea is that I can't imagine someone getting more open-minded as they get older without lots of extraneous things coming into their life, like aliens landing. The the world's going to see an uptick of open-mindedness, I imagine, but that's a a huge variable that would suddenly (laughs) change the world. So, Linz, would you say you become more open-minded? You've definitely become more chill. There's a, it's a version of open-mindedness where we can go into a shop, get bad service, and you won't spoil the entire day by turning into Joe Pesci. And- except, except if you fucking links taxes, and then I'll then I'll go off on you. Yes, last night, obviously, you fell yeah. off, you fell off the wagon quite well, heavily though. last night. But but no, but normally, I mean, I even had stand up about it. But it was more or less true. Like wherever we've moved uh, for the first decade of our relationship, within a year, maybe eighteen months the primary set of shops you hit can no longer be used because 
He shortchanged me. He was rude. They closed early, so Lindsay will have a feud going, and we have to move to the next high street along till eventually, you know, we're getting up, picking up our local shop in Aberdeen. <laughs> it's boundary. <laughs> But would you say you've become more open-minded, Lindsay, or Absol- less? No, absolutely. I mean, I I've think- always been a wild child, like dancing on MDMA at sunrise. Everyone's a friend. There are no rules. The, the, the weirder you are to me, the more I want you in my... So that, that's my hippie-free spirit I've always had. And I feel like I've gone into a profession, you know, stand-up and an artist, where I get to carry on doing that. I like to think I'll still be like that when I'm 80 years old. But I think a lot of other people start to go, that's me, that's who I am, and close down their views more with age. I think, especially you as well, like you're always open. You've done so many things in the last 10 years that you we never thought you would probably do. I think I'm probably getting more open-minded as I'm getting older, but I think that's because I'm becoming more confident in myself. So I don't know whether that's links. Like I just ah, feel a, a lot point. more confident. Yeah. Like I don't need to prove myself to anyone. I've got to the point where I don't care what people think. And I th- feel like I've got a superpower. That's a brilliant point, Lynn. So it, I haven't got this in my notes at all. I was going to say is open-mindedness a sign of intelligence, but is open-mindedness a sign of confidence in yourself? Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? you because there's a less of a risk that change is going to affect you because your confidence allows you to take on new challenges and extraneous variables, strange new variables. You're confident enough to take those on. So you don't have to invest energy in keeping things the same, hold tight to what's going on. I'm confident enough to sort of skip through life, aren't you? We were having a conversation with family members the other week about mushrooms and how in like in parts of America they're trying to microdose for depression. And we were like, isn't that amazing that we read a study that someone had come off antidepressant, they've been on them for like got however many years and now they're microdosing that. And like we were talking to an older family member and they were like, no, 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 no. There's, it's drugs. And we were like, but it's interesting, isn't it, how the side effects of that, you know, are probably a minimal compared to the antidepressants and what damage that's doing but I suppose it's like maybe a generational thing I don't know but that was just one topic that we were talking about and we I was like that's really interesting the science behind it I've never looked into it I don't really know too much about it but it's very interesting but that other person's like no it's drugs drugs are bad you know and then that was that but then that comes down to education yeah like holding on to just a core belief that you were told if you aren't 100% sure about it, but it just makes you feel a bit icky or a bit strange or a bit uncomfortable, just it's so much easier to conserve your energy and just lock yourself into absolutism. But then you do just build up like a pus-filled sort of boil of, of cognitive dissonance in your brain and it needs to explode at some point. And that's why these massive arguments happen with people. If you basically, you, you, you can't back down from an absolute statement. Like once you've said it and you've committed to it, you made your whole life about it, like drugs are bad. And then someone proves the contrary, even in a small amount. A, li- a little bit of your brain just suddenly pops, you know, and it's, it's dangerous. It's really, really bad. You can treat that with mushrooms, ironically. <laughs> Open-mindedness. Let's just play devil's advocate for a second. Is it always a positive thing? Can you be so open-minded that we end up, Lindsay, I mean, it's, Jordan touched on it earlier, about holding these two opposing views as you walk past. Let's use the homeless person example. So you end up doing nothing. So it becomes paralyzing. So if I, if there was a, an argument or a debate and you thought, I can see both points so clearly, 
I'm just going to do nothing. I think that's what a lot of politicians end up doing when they abstain or don't vote. We had a special on here recently about climate change. And there's a thing I've never even heard of. I just thought it was some wanky new label, a way for Gen Z to wear beggy trousers and get triggered, called eco-anxiety. But it's a real thing. It's where people are so worried about recycling and global warming. And they keep thinking about it that they end up doing nothing. They don't recycle. They don't campaign. So you you can become so open to ideas, Linz, that you become paralysed. So isn't it sometimes a negative thing? Don't you need a small degree of closed-mindedness to make a decision? Sitting on the wall is not good is what I'm saying. But then I think it's made probably because they're not educated on that particular topic. So they're not, again, it comes back to confidence of what oh, I wouldn't. The only time I sit on the fence, you know, like when I'm in, when I'm around like really intelligent people and like having... Good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just sit there and I sit on the fence and I have no idea what, what they're saying. So I just sit there. And I suppose that comes down to me confident, like not actually understanding what the word means, that you've, what you've said. So I don't know. But with the more serious issues, Jordan, be they political, be they politicians trying to make decisions about lockdown and this and that and the other, being too open-minded to all of the arguments, sooner or later you've got to become the bad person that goes, well, this is what I fucking believe. It's so fascinating. And that's where English fails us. Again, there's, there's a, a commitment to the bit and then there's open-mindedness. Yeah, like if you push that to the uh, an absurd degree, it's the exact same premise of people that believe conspiracy theories. To be so open-minded that a conspiracy theory can enter your brain, there's no problem with that. I mean, that's circumstantial. But what we do tend to find is that people that believe the conspiracies believe every single one of them yeah. <laughs> without interruption. It's it's the Queen's yeah. lizard. We didn't land on the moon. JFK Pizza was gate. really Marilyn Monroe. It's Pizza gate. All of them. And that's a sign, I suppose, I've always sort of intuitively felt this and more recently talked about it more. If you're feeling like your freedom is being taken away or there's a reason why you're unhappy and you're not quite sure and you have to admit to yourself that maybe you stood by while your freedoms were being taken away or while your happiness slipped away and it was your responsibility, it's a lot easier to say, oh, turns out there's a Illuminati that's making us all unhappy. All right, that's much more comfortable. Ironically, that's a lot more comfortable to believe. And I think yeah. what you're talking about, about the apathy there, really, when we're all so confused and annoyed and sad about what the decision and unable to make decisions about big things that are going to affect the world moving forward, it's so much easier to be so open-minded that the responsibility is taken out of your hands because, like, well, both sides have, you're like you say, both sides have a good point. I'm going to be here in the middle and sort of absolve myself of responsibility. And that's dangerous as well. You're right. A little bit of, little bit of, like, close your mind a little bit, tighten that aperture just a little bit and aim at something good if you can. But that takes confidence, doesn't it? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I wasn't expecting to talk about God and religion today, I've got to be honest. But it almost sounds like religion is the <laughs> ultimate closed-minded. I mean, we're going to be machine-gunned on Twitter anyway, so let's just let's go for it. Is it closed-minded to have a religious belief? I have to say this because this is literally the thing that happened to me that really changed my view of it. I can't believe that this, this is a failing of the language again, but this lovely Jehovah's Witness person, I know, really nice person who really liked me, I really like them. I was talking to them about open-mindedness and I didn't realise that the phraseology itself of open-mindedness is condemned and demonised in the community because opening the mind means opening the mind up to the devil. Right. The language of it is don't open your mind. Imagine that being something you would say to a child, but it's just the, the failing of the language. So the idea is keep your steal your mind, keep your mind closed because then it's safe and it's got good things in it already, the innocence of a child, keep it closed. It's really confusing language to use for a person. So Jordan, you know what's really interesting you were just saying then about, so religious, keep it closed so you don't believe in the devil sort of thing. I would say I'm probably closed-minded in terms of religion because I'm an atheist and I'm like, no, nothing exists, science. But So I'm probably closed-minded in that sense where I'm like, you know, when people try and talk to me about God and I'm just like, I respect your views, but they're not mine. You might be selling yourself short there. I mean, if you're like a able to to see that other people have views and that they're and that they're existing and happy with their views like you just said yeah. i reckon that's more open-minded than most people in that regard we do have a richard dawkins quote on this subject richard dawkins said or if you don't know richard dawkins he wrote the god delusion the sort of yeah, atheist man. bible he said by all means let's be open-minded but not so open-minded that yeah. our brains drop out <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dawkins Lovely. when I was a teenager like so many teenagers he was a rock star I had all of Dawkins books and nothing has changed about them despite the fact that he's come out and against the idea of gender being quite as fluid as we think it is which is bizarre really because that's the ultimate open-minded position about the human brain and its malleability all we're ever told is there's more cells in our brain than there are stars in the universe but you can't do that Back <laughs> off. right last few minutes social media I know we've it's already sort of permeated much of what we've spoken about but there is a certain type of open-mindedness on social media that I like to call fake wokeness where people are pretending to be more open-minded about things than they are. I mean, from a comedy point of view, I do think I give comedians a free pass because I'll do a 10-minute rant about being annoyed about what's its changing shape when I clearly couldn't give a shit. It's just funny content. So something might have happened to do with Brexit or during the pandemic where I wasn't didn't particularly have one view one way or the other, like being made to wear a mask on the train. It's a bit annoying sort of do hate it, sort of get it. But yeah. I was like, pretending that I had more of you than another. Four laughs. Is that okay? Uh, but overall on social media, the sort of fake wokeness, here's my, oh, here I am next to my recycling bin. Doesn't it look hot? Never used it, you know, bit of green click. Oh, click, click green click me. You know, this fake wokeness, is it dangerous if people are in the, behind the scenes not doing anything to change the world or protect it? I suppose it's a two-pronged, answer really ain't it like because you because you you, right about giving comedians a free pass there's something to be said for are you happy to not play to the lowest common denominator of person in what and however you perceive that to be i'm not we're not here to decide what a 
good yeah. or a bad person is really but social media is is an odd thing it's it, it, there's probably research to suggest that a very specific type of person uses social media in the majority and then you've got performers and entertainers that are putting their ironies out there that are being like misconstrued and you're accidentally just permeating a message but surely we're not supposed to take responsibility for people that take us that seriously I mean, I don't know. I actually don't know the answer to that question. But is it what I mean is, is there a sort of contagion where we're addicted to looking like we're doing the difficult things? Let's just look green, green issues like like recycling, like caring about the environment. But as soon as you switch your phone off, you're like, hey, foiling with the food. Don't actually give a fuck. But I did such a hot post earlier. I had my top off next to my food bin. You know, I feel like there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> I can't empathise with that. And that's rare for me because I'm not like I like to think i am open-minded to most people's views that are leaning on the left but i don't get that same dopamine hit of people telling me i've done a good job i need to see myself doing a good job in close-up i need to see my own eyes watching right. my own hands throw a bit of foil in a bin otherwise it doesn't ping that reward center in my brain <laughs> do you mean like people are artificially putting stuff out just because either it's trending or they want to yes it? yeah Correct. so like you know if something's going on in the world you don't really know about it but it's trending and we put something up in i don't know to support it but a black square would be a great example like uh, my black squares up right that's my bit done right back down the shops so we i i had a friend and i spoke about this actually recently and they were like we didn't i didn't put it up but because i didn't put it up i got like a black square at the time you know they were saying if i did it i would have got called for doing it but then it, the, the fact that i didn't then i still got called for not doing it so I just didn't know what to do, so I just didn't... You, do you know what I mean? Like, whenever they've gone to do something, they get bitched about either way, if they do or don't. So you sort of, oh, you can't do right for wrong, really. Yeah, that's so interesting. The people that, that post it because they're confident doing so, the people that don't post it because they're confident, the people that post it because they're not confident and want to seem like a part of a pack, and the people yeah. that don't post it because they're not confident. It's the four types there, and those... Yeah, it's very difficult to differentiate, isn't it? Last question, because we are, we are out of time. It's to do with relationships, romantic relationships. Has being too open-minded ever negatively impacted on a relationship? The obvious example be like, hey, I mean, I'm open to maybe we both get dressed in dog outfits and maybe get a third person in the bedroom or we have a litter tray in the corner of the room and your partner's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, you pervert? <laughs> have you ever been too open-minded in a relationship where it's put the other person off? I've definitely burnt the opening stages of what could have probably been good relationships with pervy suggestions. But you're still together, and that's really nice. After all these years, still you're still hanging up. Yeah, no previous ones. Lindsay, Lindsay obviously passed, you know, passed a lot of filthy hurdles to to make it to judges' houses and then the live final. Sorry, is that a little bowl in the corner? I see there. I remember. I do remember as a a teenager, a friend, a a friend, a partner of mine. It seemed very. So there, there was no question of the fact that all relationships were supposed to be polyamorous affairs. It's really nice. I think that's really cool. Like if that's that's what you do and that's what you're into. But it was a it was like a militant approach without there was no evidence or, or pros and cons. It was just something that I guess some people grow up in that sort of bubble of open mindedness. That's I mean that's a bloody big bubble. Open the open minded bubble is probably the biggest bubble there is. But to the point that they had it never crossed their mind that relationships weren't supposed to be polyamorous and i was i was torn to shreds for suggesting that we be a monogamous couple and it made me feel really weird because i was like oh that's what i was brought up on i pre- presumed monogamy was the standard it perhaps isn't the case anymore maybe we're all sort of fossils in that respect i don't know uh i think the world would be nicer if every single person was with every other person that sounds great but it seems like that's becoming more the 
the default in young people's minds that polyamory is the the standard and monogamy is a decision. It's like a taboo subject. I think it's been spoken about more. I think like when I was younger, my idea idea of like a marriage was you know I've passed comments in the past oh that they're not happy they're they're doing these things because they're not happy or or parents you know when you've got kids you should this is what I was like when I was younger like they shouldn't be going out uh, if they've got kids like they should be at home with the kid they should be doing this and now I've got a kid I'm like oh I totally get it I totally get why it's okay to go out and have that me time as well I think that's really important self-care so I used to probably judge when I was younger I'd judge people that were going out as a, you know the the parents or kids at home yeah. I used to judge them and now I'm like what how that was because I was uneducated I couldn't empathize because I didn't have kids at the time now we're like take the baby we're going to Chris Brown yeah no but I mean we people shouldn't judge on anybody's situation because it's all different as long as the people are happy and like you say the consent then what's the problem if you're not harming anybody just get on with your own life well sorry to be close-minded but we're out of time and I'll tolerate no <laughs> extensions thank you very much Jordan Gray and Lindsay if you've come here as fans of Jordan or Lindsay, highly likely, hang around. Do subscribe, do like, leave a review and be open to leaving a positive one even if you thought what we said was a load of old dog shit. How's that for open-mindedness? <laughs> this has been Man Baggage. My sack is emptied. Yeah. Goodbye! Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.